welcome to JBL's Everything Audio podcast powered by Headliner Radio, where each month we'll be talking to Harman Pro industry leaders about their speciality within the organization and how Harman is continuing to innovate with its range of products across the music and live performance spaces. Today we're welcoming Rick Camlet, Senior Management of Product Management at Harman International. So welcome along, Rick. Thanks for taking the time to speak to me today. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Um, okay, so today we're talking about commercial speakers and installed audio with JBL Pro. Um, so commercial loudspeakers can be a pretty broad topic and they fall into a variety of categories, as we know. So would you mind just giving us a quick overview of these categories to get us started today, please, Rick? Yeah, we tend to divide our commercial loudspeakers into six main categories. There's in-ceiling on-wall, which are also called surface mount speakers, in-wall, columns, which are the you know long, narrow um, column speakers, pendants, which hang down from the ceiling, and then a variety of landscape models. There are some specialty models that don't exactly fit into these six categories, but the, these are the six main ones. I see. Um, okay, so based on what you've said, there seem to be two audiences, right? So one being the AV Pro, who's responsible for all of the sound and the setup, an event or a venue. And then there's obviously the layman, maybe an attendee or just someone who's potentially taken the sound for granted, that kind of thing. So all being well, it always sounds great. So many never really notice what the actual technical needs are, do they? So why don't we start with the layman? What are the primary considerations for installing commercial loudspeakers now, or where do you start? Well, you start with the general objectives, and I think of the general overall objectives as accomplishing whatever sound quality and character that's right for what's happening in the space. So for applications that include music, you want the music to be pleasant and clear. And for applications with voice, the voice needs to be highly intelligible. In other words, un- understandable. There are some technical principles that one then needs to follow, but pleasantness and intelligibility are the overall objectives. Now, taking this one step further, there are many factors then to consider about how you accomplish that. You want to think about what sort of activities happening in the space and therefore how loud it needs to get, how much bass is going to be required, what form factor of speaker is going to work best with the geometry of the space, how high the ceiling is and whether the ceiling's a suspended grid, a hard hard cap ceiling or an open structure, what's going to fit into the decor, what the budget is for the project where there are places for installing the speakers themselves and things like whether the facility needs to meet certain safety uh, regulations or, or uh, fire regulations. So we make available various application tools that can uh, help with the designing of the system and help it uh, work well. For example, for ceiling speaker systems, we make available for free uh, a program called Distributed System Design that helps the designer figure out which speakers will get to the sound level that's needed, how far to space them apart, if they need loudspeakers for additional bass, and uh, you know which loudspeaker fits with the speakers they've chosen uh, to pair with, and how many to use, things like that. Okay, that's interesting. So are speakers and loudspeakers synonymous then? They are. We sometimes try to stick with the term loudspeaker because speaker could be taken to mean the person who's talking. 
like in, in, a, in a presentation space. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so let's dive into the technical aspect of it for the other audience out there, the AV pros. Now, you said when it's music, it should be pleasant. Um, that's pretty subjective, as everyone has their own tastes, of course. So how would you define that? There are many things I think go into the idea of music being pleasant. It's a term that I use because it encompasses, you know, m- many aspects, you know, of, of the the musical sound character. Absolutely. Um, so when you're looking at the geometry of the room, how does a square or a rectangular room differ from a room that is irregularly shaped? Well, the main th- things that I think are good to look at are how deep the room is and how wide the room is. So, for example, a room that's especially deep may be especially challenging to get sound into the place where the far listeners are are located. One that is wide and not very deep, then, you know, there are different challenges that, that, that one looks at. If it's a high ceiling, it may be difficult to use ceiling speakers at a, above a certain height because, um, the sound has to travel quite a distance from that high ceiling. That's one of the reasons why there are pendant speakers, for example, in today's open architecture ceilings to space the sound closer to the listeners and and make it, again, more pleasant for music and more intelligible for speech. So those kinds of architectural uh, or geometric features. So that makes me think of the distance between the mount and the sound source. So does the sound change the further it travels? It does. It does. It's it's clear when it's uh, fairly immediate. As it travels, uh, there's air absorption that absorbs some of the high frequencies and so on. With high ceilings, one of the things that, that trips you up is the fact that the ceiling speakers often overlap with each other. And the farther away from you they are, the longer the differences are in how long it takes the sound from each speaker to reach your ear. So if you're doing a high ceiling, you want to use a speaker with a very narrow coverage so that the listeners are only listening to the speaker that's that's above their head rather than listening to every speaker in the room hit their ear at a, at a different time sink, which then makes this, the music unpleasant and the speech unintelligible. Yes, totally. Um, Nobody likes it when the sound is bad or when they can't hear what's going on. Um, So we've talked about the categories and the placement. So now let's talk about outdoor placement and maybe some unexpected places you might find speakers in. Well, really anywhere there's sound, there are loudspeakers. Designers try their best to hide the loudspeakers. You know, architects and facility managers don't want the speakers to be terribly visual or, or to be a major thing that people see when they, they go into the space. So if you look around, you often spot speakers in really unexpected places. Designers try to make systems unobtrusive. Uh, outdoor speakers you can find hidden in bushes, uh, in landscape spaces, hidden in, in uh, soffit recesses, and, and just all, all sorts of places. So I'm curious now, what is the most creative placement that you've ever seen? <laughs> you know, there there are places that uh, that build them into uh, trash cans. Uh, some of the more unique places include building them into uh, lighting uh, posts, where there are just grills on the sides of the lighting posts, you know, that, that all 
you don't realize there, there's a loudspeaker in there. We just introduced a speaker that probably falls into this category called the GSB. They are garden subwoofers. And it takes a little bit of excavation, but they actually go into the ground. They go underground. And the only thing that uh, sticks up above the ground is the, is the uh, port outlet for the sound and a little cap that goes on that. So it's kind of reminiscent of a mushroom hmm. a little bit, but, but the real you know, uh, business end of, of the subwoofer is actually buried underground. Very inventive. Um, okay, so tell us about some of the newest commercial speakers. Yeah, so I just mentioned the GSB. Those are the in-the-ground uh, landscape subwoofers. We also introduced Control 89 MS, which is an, uh, an above-the-ground landscape subwoofer. So those would go into places where you really don't want to excavate or where it's very close to the water table or, or uh, whatever, things like that. Uh, GSF full range landscape speakers so we introduced that's two full range models that are aimable one with a three inch and one with a six inch we also introduced slp speakers which stands for sleek low profile speakers that go on the walls and they're so they're so um, tight to the wall that they actually meet ada requirements uh, to go into spaces where that's needed and then we, lastly, we introduced uh, uh, Control 68 HP, which stands for high power. It's a high power pendant speaker. We've had Control 60 series speakers in the line for a number of years. And people love the idea of, of pendant speakers and concentrativity coverage and so on. And this is one that then gets louder than any of the other speakers uh, in that line that, that we make. So most of these new speakers that, that we introduced at the Infocom show have been recognized by Red Dot for their industrial design excellence. So we hope that gives customers confidence, you know, even before the installation takes place, these speakers will fit into their decor, make a nice, you know, elegant uh, appearance. That's so key, isn't it? To have something that blends in seamlessly rather than be too industrial looking or clunky, right? Yeah, yeah. And and it's not unusual to try to uh, make speakers unclunky. You know, there's there are large installation speakers that JBL Pro is, is known for that go into things like scoreboards and screens at arenas, and you don't even know they're there. Now let's take a step back for a second. So tell me more about JBL Pro and what's possible with today's loudspeakers in terms of the innovative strides that the company has made over the years that might not have been possible, say, just 10 years ago. Yeah, well, JBL Pro has been around for 75 years. The company was started by uh, James B. Lansing, and we are part of uh, Harman uh, International which is a collection of a number of uh, professional audio brands uh, that include amplifiers and DSP and, and, and so on. As of a couple of years ago, we are also part of the Samsung uh, family of, of companies. And, um, you know, as far as uh, what's possible today that maybe wasn't 10 years ago, we're finding that... Um, you know, we have to move with the demands of the marketplace and there are changes in architecture uh, that we have to adjust to. Uh, we're, we're making smaller, low, lower profile, you know, fitting in better all the time with, with the decor of spaces, 
there's a movement to column loudspeakers in, in the industry right now. They're less visually obtrusive. Uh, they provide better coverage of a particularly a deep space. We were talking about the, the room geometries. They excite the room reverberation less. They're clearer for speech, even better for high fidelity music. So we make from very small to very large column speakers. The largest are Intellivox columns, which are, are, are used in very large re- reverb in places like cathedrals and so on. And then another change that's come to mind, which has become much more top of mind in the last 10 years, is more environmental consciousness. So all of our speakers are, they comply with uh, certifications, uh, Rojas and Reach are, are two main ones. We're using more recycled materials all the time. We're making our speakers lighter weight. And um, sometimes that's not thought of as being environmental, but what it does is it, it requires not such heavy support structures and buildings and, and so on. And we're making them more energy efficient um, as far as turning uh, voltage into sound. And we're also putting more energy efficiency into the manufacturing processes. That's so encouraging to hear, especially with these trends that you're seeing around environmental consciousness these days. Um, I think it's so important for both customers and professionals in the industry to hear about and to be reminded of. Um, Cool. So as we wrap up, I would love to get your take on the audio industry at large. So where do you see tech going in the next year? Well, there are many exciting technologies that unfortunately I can't talk about, <laughs> uh, still okay. going through the patent process and so on. But in general, there are um, always changes in architectural preferences. And when that happens, loudspeakers adapt to the trends in architecture. So, for example, there is a continuing trend toward more open structure or open architecture ceilings. Uh, I touched on that already, but we've been seeing it uh, uh, happening more and more in last decade, retail stores, uh, restaurants, and so on. So we came out with our Control 60 series line of pendant speakers to make them easier install to the beams that you you find in these uh, open structure ceilings and to get the, the sound closer to listeners for better sonic quality. So it'll be exciting to see what changes take place. Uh, We'll be there to adapt our offerings to meet any new requirements. Nice. Well, I really appreciate your time and all of your insights today. So before I let you go, uh, if the listeners have any more questions or if they want to find out more, how do they get in touch? The two main websites that I'd recommend, one is the JBL Professional website, which is jblpro.com, and the other is the Harmon professional website which is pro.harman.com and those are the places i'd start great well thank you so much for joining us today rick it was an absolute pleasure talking to you today thank you it's been a pleasure being here bye then headliner radio supporting the creative community